Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today it is the go-home show for the Bunkhouse Stampede, as we are covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from January the 23rd, 1988. So this show drops today, and tomorrow or the day after, we will be dropping the very first Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-view, which is the Bunkhouse Stampede, on the Patreon feed, and that is at the $5 tier. So just a reminder... In a weird twist, because of timing and scheduling, we actually already recorded the pay-per-view, and now we're coming back and recording the day before. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the show, or not the actual show, but, you know, little BS at the top with Doc and Hopper. So, I guess, uh, Doc, you first. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm feeling Bless. more nervous than Lars Sullivan at a yeah. NAACP Jesus convention. <laughs> oh, no. Where is this going? Um, How is he still employed there? Come on, Harper. What would you do? I mean, what should they do with him? Fire him. No, Mike. What should they do with him? Make an angle out of it. That's right. He should have to lay down and let every every pigment-challenged person on the roster just get the one, two, three. Big E, get your hurt ass out here. One, two, three. Xavier, one, two, three. Yeah, he should come out and be like, you want me to pay a $100 fine for just speaking the truth? Right. And here they come. Mm-hmm. Make an angle out of it. And that yeah. way you draw some money from it. And what you do is you draw you draw that angle out to Martin Luther King next year and have it on the <laughs> the raw on Martin Luther King and he takes the pin on every every single one. I mean And it's in no, no, no. It's the complete opposite and it's in Atlanta. Mm. <laughs> See? Make an angle out of it. Print some money off of it. Don't just but it's it's corporate. He it apparently would be better than anything they have on TV now. That's true. You, what what were you saying? He what he what Vince? He called Vince a cokehead. Well, I mean, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> before you go, there. notice how none of us rushed in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not making that accusation. Allegedly. <laughs> All right, so we've been here a couple of minutes, and I think everybody needs to know how Harper's doing. How Harper, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Weekend at Bernie's is, is on. Oh, really? He dies, you know. Yeah, on HBO, so you know it's uh, it's fucking good. There's no commercials. They got any book? Okay. That got a spare random tit in it, or probably so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah. You got a big show coming up, don't you? Yep. What is it? Well, Mike. Well, by the time this airs, um, Harper would have already been to Georgia and came back for the IP. Well, did you win any gold at the big show? That House of Harper, you know, do anything big at that show? In Georgia? Yeah. You got to wait and find out. But by the time it will already happen. happen. <laughs> he can't spoil things. Anyway, <laughs> I do have to plug, though, Wildcat X rated as Wildcat Sports Invade Shamrock Bar and Grill in New Orleans. For the X-Rated Show, it's June 22nd, 2019. Hit up Harper on Facebook if you need tickets. <laughs> he will. That's nice. <laughs> no, I no, seriously. Go, I should make my appearance and buy the whole front row just so nobody can sit around me like I threatened to do at Smoky Mountain. <laughs> front, front, dude, that show's damn near, uh, the, well, ringside and everything's already, it sold out last yeah. week. Yeah. But um, go to Wildcat Sports' Facebook page for ticket information or wildcatsports.com for tickets. You can get them there. But, again, it's June 22nd, 2019. You don't want to wait, especially if you're traveling, which we have an international audience, so I know a lot of people are traveling to the event, So uh, at which Doc should be covering the event, but he's being a titty baby. And he what an asshole. Right. Um, but, yeah, please come down. Harper will be there. I'm sending I'll Lance in my place. <laughs> Actually, yeah, send Lance. Ask- I should ask Lance if he wants to come. It's funny you say you that. You should. I, I he might, was a PE coach. Him. We could fucking use him for fucking SMU or something. Wow. <laughs> He'll get your whole program banned. Yeah. He'll get your whole federation banned by the state of Louisiana. <laughs> if you can pay that off with the mud shows that go on down there, man, you're doing something. But anyway, I didn't say it. That's just what Harper was thinking. No, let me put it on me. I'll put it on me. The Louisiana Commission can't do shit to me. Leave Harper alone. But no, seriously, June 22nd, 2019, Wildcat Sports invades the Shamrock Bar and Grill in New Orleans. So again, wildcatsports.com for tickets or go to the Facebook page for more information. Colt Cabana gonna be there. Uh, to, shit, I'm, uh, Shane Douglas. Trace, Who am, Shane Douglas, Tracy Smothers, Stevie Mike Richards. Mills. Yeah, Mike Stevie Mills said he's gonna go down there and slap Shane Douglas. Isn't that what I heard? That's what I said. Um, I've been seriously contemplating picking a fight on Twitter. It seems to work for other podcasts and other wrestling personalities. Um, but Harper's talked me out of it a few times. Yeah. Who's fighting on Twitter? And it's just that, you know, like, Twitter is the Shitheads. Yeah, man, people, they just, God. I People have a lot of time to waste, but whatever. Yeah, really. Well, no, I feel like it, it's time to move over to the, well, we don't call it the docs, Docaholic or the Spotlight. I guess it's what the Army Spotlight. We got a big one this week, don't we? Well, I mean, we talked about this. We got somebody that has to go in. Go ahead. Who? Well, um... We had a we had a, a standing, not want to say general because that's the three of us. But what's the rank below a general? A colonel, maybe? Uh, yeah, a full bird yes. colonel. A full bird colonel in the BTT Army, Dave DeVry, David DeVries. He tried to die on us, Harper. Oof, why? That's a good question. But um, I I he he damn near checked out, and you know what. <laughs> What I learned this week through Mike is is that our podcast outperforms medical, uh, modern medicine, and Jesus, and we brought him back to life. Brother Dave. We're the Obamacare of, of, of fucking podcasts. 
One of the first yeah. things he heard when he came out of his coma, coma and they made sure his brain wasn't damaged was you talking about a deaf girl getting pounded on the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> Fritz von Malky, Denim Fritz, has been posting about that for three days now. <laughs> I have not. He has been posting for three days about Hopper making fun of Hopper's friend banging abroad that was deaf, which... Well, let's don't bury the lead here. So Dave had some significant health challenges, correct? Yeah, I mean, he he basically pretty much died and came back to life. And I'm glad he came back. What happened to him? No, he had a heart. This is... He died, and then he signed up for the $5 Patreon level, and it brought him back to life. No, um... Seriously speaking here, the first second, because, you know, we like to have a lot of fun on this show. But, no, he had a heart attack, and he, oh, he literally was, was, was dead. Um, his wife did CPR until Jesus. medical could get there. He got to the hospital, but he was on life support even after the heart attack. And uh, Tim Morecci was the one who actually brought it to my attention, Thank uh, you know, to let me know what was going on, because I didn't see the update. What happened was his wife posted an update, so that's how I ended up seeing it. But, no, he 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 literally was out in heart attack and rushed to medical in a, he was, he was on life support for a while. And then, um, he came out. Okay. And he's, um, he's back and he's as dirty and as filthy as ever. And the one thing about him, he tells me all the time, be filthy and dirty. He loves the filth and the dirtiness of this show, the unprofessionalism. And he's down in Australia and we've got an open invite to party with him whenever we make it to Australia. My question is, has any of us ever been with a broad that was useful enough to pull off CPR when you really needed it? No. <laughs> no. We'd be I three dated dead some fucking nurses, but I wouldn't fucking trust them for fucking anything. <laughs> How terrible is that? I'm just saying. I used to wonder, it's like, damn, you're like those, because, you know, my mom, my dad's been like in a hospital, you know, my grandma, you see, like, the little girl comes in. Hey, Mrs. Harper. Hey. I'm like, yeah, okay, she knows what she's doing. But, at, but like, bruh, when it's Friday night and these chicks aren't wearing scrubs at the bar and you're like, damn, you're a fucking nurse? <laughs> Fuck. It's, so I mean, where's Dave live again? Uh, he's he's in Australia. I don't. I, so I was gonna say we needed to start a GoFundMe for him, but he's he's in a country that where that won't probably won't bankrupt him, so he'll be all right. Stop. That's okay. nice. That's classy. But no, on a serious note. Well, shit, Dave, man. I mean, think about it, Mike. Think about it. We're kind of both pretty cheap here. If you had a heart attack and then got out and got the bill, you'd have another fucking heart attack. Yeah, I would. I probably would. Fuck that. I'm a cheap fuck. I never dude, my, my my daughter was a preemie. That doctor bill, holy fuck, with her in the NICU for almost a month. Holy shit. I think I just fuck. paid that off like like last year and she's eleven. Going on twenty three. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> Bro, no. So let me no. let me say let me say this, man. Get out there in the outback and do some jogging and some running. Maybe the arm. We can't lose the army here. So maybe y'all need to listen to. I listen to podcasts on the treadmill. Maybe that's the doc tip of the week. Try to listen to our podcast on the treadmill every once in a while. Mix in some exercise. Get your heart up and running because you need that, right? I'm a doctor. Oh, okay. oh yeah, forgot about that. That's right. It's not just a name. It's a living. 
on a serious note, we would like to thank that, you know, or, or we're thankful that Brother Dave made it. And Adam well, Convince good. Ray, go follow him on Twitter. Uh, that's yeah, the story was, they're releasing to the public. He probably tried to do the damn Von Eric thing. No. That's nice. Never. No, because they don't have guns in Australia. Oh, okay. yeah. here we go. There's other ways to. Gun. Well, not if you're a Von Eric, but there's other stop, ways to commit. Stop. To... You... Yeah, come on, that's, bro. That's fucked up. Well, what did uh, I tell you the other day, Mike? What happened the, to the, the to the baby I told, face doc? I told, I told Mike the other day that the Graham family is lucky that the Von Erics came along before them, or it'd be called doing the Graham thing. That's nice. <laughs> You're going to hell. You are going to hell, asshole. Okay. What did I tell you? What did I tell you about Iceman the other day? I don't remember. I told, I told Mike. Oh yeah, I remember. Go ahead, tell us. World class. World class is like a reverse horror movie from the eighties. Iceman's the only one that lived. The black man actually survived. <laughs> Are you finished? <laughs> That's so- Tom- and Tommy Rich, Rod Price. Now let's get into the show. Yeah, God, Doc, come on. Hey, y'all won the lottery <laughs> last night, man. How about that? Y'all, I NBA know, huh? basketball is back, man. I've been listening to Mike. Fuck the NBA. Fuck the NBA. And then he this morning he was like. Man, I think we could trade Brown and get something and be right back That's in there. That's not what happened. That's not what I said. So I'm not even gonna tell you, let you tell that lie. I just was like, I, I'm, I'm not. I, my exact words were, "I ain't falling for this shit again." That's what I said. Well, that's but, nice. Hey, hey, did you see Bray Wyatt last night on Raw? Hmm. I, I see people sharing shit on Facebook. He's got like a Halloween mask on or something. That shit scared the living piss out of my seven year old. Who it and it happened six minutes before bedtime. That's nice. That hey. That shit was pretty creepy, and Mike and I decided that for him, that was his Kamala moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. When Doc and I first saw Kamala walk through the jungle, which we didn't know was Jerry Jarrett's backyard, we thought Jack it really was. was gone to jackass. <laughs> we, it's, it's why are you talking about it, it like was, it's real? It was from the wilds of Uganda, and he just walked up from eating someone, and I was next. You yes. got the fucking... The fucking crackle barrel signs in the background. <laughs> no, dude, it looked like the African jungle to this six and seven and eight year old. Jesus, I was so afraid. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, so let's. But it was bedtime, man. I damn near broke kayfabe on him just so I could get him to go to sleep. That wouldn't have worked. So, so son, let me tell you something. <laughs> he saw that mask. That was not going to work. All right. Are we going to get into some Saturday night here, Doc? Or so we we're at this. Break? This is the go home show uh, for the bunkhouse, which we've already watched and reviewed and took a nap through. Um, I think it's important to note uh, as we go along that there's a lot of people that are leaving their promotion right about now. We'll we'll see if we can't sprinkle that in as we go. Okay, I was going to ask you if you wanted to bring it up now or, or later, but that's fine. Uh, so you'll bring it up throughout. Sure, why not? Okay, so this is, again, January 23rd, 1988. It's essentially the Saturday night go-home show before the Bunkhouse Stampede. That was going to be the next day on pay-per-view. And, um, uh, again, if you want the pay-per-view, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, $5 tier. It's the first pay-per-view we've done. And we've done a bunch of other stuff on the $5 tier, too. So uh, sign up there, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. I think we'll be better at the next pay-per-view. I think it will be better and will be better. We struggled through that that bunkhouse thing man that thing was i mean there were some moments we had some fun but that shit was some shit i wonder how Part much that it. was back then to order the bunkhouse? Like 
Thirty nine ninety nine. Might as well have been three hundred. Might as well have been three hundred ninety nine for me. Uh, go ahead and Google it, Doc, and uh, I'll get us through the opening of the show, and maybe you can find that answer like you always do. So we open up the show. We get a uh, a replay of the ending of Nikita Koloff and Dick Murdoch, that match where Dusty got the boots put to him at the end, and he was trying to help Nikita out. Uh, we then cut to the opening where Tony, David, and JR are in Richmond at the Richmond Coliseum, and they remind us right off the top, you got to give them credit, as bad as that pay-per-view was, and again, we're saying that because it's the God on his truth. We struggled to get through that almost two-hour pay-per-view. As bad as that pay-per-view was, uh, give them credit. They're at least promoting it here. Now, we talk about a bunch of mistakes they made in the pay-per-view, including start times. I don't want to give that away because we did a 20-minute bit on that. But they promote the pay-per-view, and they tell you to call your local cable company and order it. That way you can get it the next night. Um from there in the studio, they then uh, go to a Rock and Roll Express who defeat Tommy Angel and Cougar J match. I guess I'll stop there first. Anything from the opening, the Tony and JR and David, or anything from Rock and Roll against Tommy Angel and Cougar J Hopper? Uh, no. Yeah, it was pretty just standard yeah. opening. Doc, what about you? Anything? I thought that the Rock and Roll got a strong pop. Of course. How, how'd you like his his uh, David Lee Roth uh, shirt? It was awesome. I, it says here I don't know how much it cost, but it says here about two hundred thousand people ordered it, which I find hard to believe. But whatevs. Two hundred thousand people ordered the bunkhouse. Yeah. What was what we had the observer? I don't have it open. Um, I'm betting it's in there. But see, that was going to tell us how many people. I mean, how much it cost. Dude, that shit couldn't have been no more than twenty bucks back then, huh? Shit. I'm thinking it had to be like ten bucks. No, not that cheap. Okay, no more than twenty. See, I don't know. I don't what were um what were fights going for boxing back then? Sixty, seventy bucks, right? That Damn, much? back then? I don't know. In eighty eight? I w I don't know. I, I all I know is that whatever it was, it was too much for me to bring up the subject. Well, because I don't, yeah, because I don't, I don't. Can we know a pay per views until Tyson popped up? Yeah, what, and I had and a rich, see, I had a rich friend that would order those too, man. What, what, and, and I had uh, my neighbor across the street. They had the box. Now mm -hmm. the thing was, I couldn't watch wrestling pay per views on it. I could watch the fights on it because um, his dad was a big boxing fan. So we would always, whenever there was the fights, we would go over and watch the fights. Um, but I, I have no clue what, what they were costing during that time. I, I can't see it costing. I don't know, man. It feels like, I don't know. Somebody out there. I don't know. And, and, the, the one today is 60 bucks. Let's put that in perspective. Okay. So anyway, uh, we'll keep going though. So again, rock and roll defeat Tommy angel and Cougar J and, uh, Michael Hayes does a, a little bit of calling out the four horsemen in this episode. Uh, did we want to play that promo? I, I don't really have a lot of notes from it. But I didn't have it. I thought he was good. I didn't have a lot from it. And it, maybe you shouldn't play it because uh, as we sprinkle him in, Michael Hayes is now not in the promotion. Yes. I'm... Such that at the bunkhouse, Sting will be filling in for him because he ain't there. He got fired apparently for no show in Cincinnati or some shit. Take a guess where he went. Uh, to team up with Gordy and Roberts. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Hopper, do you have anything from Hayes? 
since we're not uh, playing it? Nah, I mean, it was not really. All right. Uh, we then go to Sting, who is going there to is. defeat. Yeah, there's Hayes right there. Uh, I said in the studio earlier. We're not in the studio. We're in Richmond. Um, we go to Sting, who's going to defeat Gladiator One after Hayes' promo. Anything, Doc, from your favorite person, Sting? What's our t- What's our Tom stamps here through that? What the Sting match or? Yeah, there's. I got a Tom stamp at ten fifty five. Ten fifty five. Okay, you want do you want to tell us what it is while I pull it up? That little boy had the best grandma ever. <laughs> All right. So let's see on the. We're at ten forty eight right now. Forty nine fifty. I look Let's at Sting, huh? Fuck. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> Wait, let me go. Took him to the matches. He had buttons all over his little vest there, man. I, you know what? how many A's he had to get in school to get all that going, I bet? Look at wow. that little champion. Man. That, those, I remember- those old ladies, I bet they, I bet they were all... Down at the church now, now, honey, and then they get to the wrestling matches, and they'd be cussing up a blue streak. Look at it, <laughs> Grandma with, with our grandson. Man, I bet they drive like a an old like an Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight with the compass they're driving, they're, on the fucking dashboard. There's a superpower. <laughs> what Wait, you know? They're what? You know, that's your superpower to know when everybody drives. I bet they brought. I, I'm telling you. They pulled up to that building, the Richmond Coliseum, in a fucking Oldsmobile Delta fucking 88 with the compass on the fucking dashboard. Remember those? Yes, and I'm telling you right now that whatever it was, those ladies were driving a car that was bigger than was safe for them to drive. Okay, I got one. I got one more for y'all. Remember the Sopranos where Polly's mom's friend thought she was going, or Polly's mom thought she was going... Backwards and she went forwards and ran over her friend. Yeah, that's them. I got one more for y'all. I got one more. They were smoking cigarettes in that Delta 88 too. Oh, yeah. The fucking Virginia Slims. That's not even in question. That's a given. They got that that fucking ashtray that's got fucking cigarette butts in it. (laughs) By the fucking radio. Honey, if smoking was bad for you, why does it taste so good? Yeah. How, it, it, the whole thing is like, well, how old you think George Burns is? He played he played God in that movie. Yeah, remember that? Hopper <laughs> <laughs> superpower. He knows what kind of car everybody drives that we talk about on these shows. <laughs> he can match the appropriate year and make and model, and potentially the interior setup. And yeah. color. He did, f- he did the fall guy truck. Remember that on the picture? Yeah. Sure. God, I can oh. picture that kid like in the back seat hitting the fucking lock button. Clunk, clunk. Clunk, clunk. Can... And his grandma saying, stop it. Clunk, clunk. And I can clunk, also clunk. guarantee you that the lap seat belts in there are pushed down between the seats. and have never <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. It's like, what the fuck is this, man? I didn't start wearing a seatbelt to like. It became a state law. Right. That's when it happened. A miracle any of us made it out of the 80s. Jesus Christ. No fucking I mean, airbags. I feel like no. I need to travel back into Boogie Mobile and just walk up to my kid's self and put a crash helmet on me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say a word. Just... 
That's exactly what you would do if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now. Because think about all the times our dumbasses rode in the back of a pickup truck or in a car that had too many kids in it and we had no seatbelt on. You would literally yeah, no. wrap bubble wrap around your entire body. <laughs> That's a truth. That's the truth. All man. right. Uh, any thoughts on Sting and Gladiator 1 here, Hopper? No, the Sting looks like a fucking beast. And Doc still hates him. <laughs> See? Well, after Sting defeats Gladiator 1, he cuts a promo, and uh, Doc, I'm no Doc, just couldn't Don't play that shit. listen to Sting. Look <laughs> at <Like an> Harper. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to play one Change part of it. Here boy. it Sting. Look at Jim Ross, and here he is with another great victory and a man looking to get his hands on the World Heavyweight title. Here he is, Steve. Nature Boy! Come out and play! Okay, that's enough. Doc, I bet you that piss you off. He's doing the thing from the Warriors. Right. But also, he was still doing that promo ten years later. Or nine years later. What a kind of, I mean, no, he did a nature okay. boy come out and play like in the mid nineties. Uh, look at sting sting. Sting looks like some asshole that drives a fucking Corvette. That's like Jeez. one payment away from getting repossessed, <laughs> but like, he don't give a fuck. He's still going out on, on fucking Friday night, maxing out the credit card. There's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, he may be going to his his the well a little bit too much. I mean, that's true. It's true. I mean, it's hard to deny the man when he's got a superpower. <laughs> It'd be right. like asking John Holmes not to fuck a lot, you know. Doc, any other thoughts on Sting? None. I have zero. I had zero at the beginning, and that did not change. <laughs> Warlord and Ivan Koloff defeat Mark Fleming and Bob Riddle in the next match, and then. They go to the Spam Slam of the Week where it's Bobby Eaton gets the Spam Slam of the Week when he slams Rocky King. That's bullshit. Um, yeah, that's fucking racist. No, that's what? fine. You can have what white is? on black violence. This is wrestling. But my point is is that Rocky and Eaton haven't wrestled in the studio in for in, since when? So when did this happen? That's true. They probably just went through footage and like, ah, let's get this one. Yeah. Fuck it. We don't have we for more likely we forgot to do a spam slam this week, so let's go out there and just slam him and we'll tape it. Well, this is the first one that we've seen in like two to three weeks, though. Yeah, yeah. because they probably forget to do it for their sponsors. And, and we'll then, get into that. We'll get into all the slipshod shit going on in the bunkhouse, bro. This thing is Rick. This is on some some borrowed time and some rickety wheels. <laughs> okay, well Rick. we can't. Skip the Ric Flair promo. Were you about to say something, Hopper? Just uh, at the end, I think it's about 25 28. Mm -hmm. When fucking Flair is walking away, look at that girl that's in the front row. Look at her eyes. 28. I'll, I'll you know it's hot. You know it's hot when Harper comes with timestamps. Boy, <laughs> I will pause it at that moment. Let's get everybody, to everybody out now. there listening, just lean forward a little bit like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, uh, and remember, you get the video version on this on Patreon, so sign up. You can get it there, but let's uh, let's go to J.J. and Rick right now. Ladies and gentlemen, they love him, they hate him. He's the world heavyweight champion, the leader of the four horsemen, the nature boy, Ric Flair. J.J. Dillon, 
you're you're the brains behind all this. Well, yes, and you know I'm a little bit concerned about one situation, and that's Sting getting in the ring shooting his mouth off. You see, a few guys around here see Lex Luger walking around all puffed up and looking cocky, and it's bringing out a little bit of unrest in a few other people. And I'm a little bit amazed that somebody like Sting would be so forward as to go on national television and of all people call out the world heavyweight champion. What is he thinking? Now, I'll admit Sting's building up a little bit of an impressive record. He's knocking off a few people left and right, and he's stinging them real good. But you see, the horsemen have a way of dealing with things that go around stinging people, and all we do is get a horseman-sized fly swatter, and so what? And then they don't look so bad when they can't sting anybody anymore. Right, champ? What comes out of the mouth of babes? You know, Sting, you are a perfect example of what Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson are. You're a frustrated punk kid that is still running around with little girls in training bras while Ric Flair, the world champion, styles and profiles with the finest. Yeah. Woo! With the world's finest from one end to the other. I'm telling you, pal, don't keep calling my name or we'll cut that illustrious careers short. Luger, you gotta be in total frustration right now, seeing the horsemen as we are. Three of us, the three world champions. And remember, tomorrow night, the events get bigger, the stakes get higher, the competition gets better. And tomorrow night, the Nassau Coliseum, millions of people tune in to see the very best in the world today and that's the national wrestling alliance jim crockett promotions in the nassau coliseum and baby call up get that cable vision lined up because tomorrow night rick flair is gonna beat up road warrior hawk all by myself hawk this is on the line and pal, I know you'll be cooking and smoking, but remember, Hawk, when it's all over, when 17,000 people in the building and millions across the country reflect back, they'll have to say, Rick Flair told it like it was again. He took it, and he gave it back, and he's still the world's heavyweight champion. The Bunkhouse Finals are the tough. The cage, the best in the world, right there, all of them vying for $500,000. One half a million, if you may. Arne and Tully, my friends, Roadware Animal, Dusty Rhodes, the Barbarian, the Warlord, the real bad apples of our sport, going after one half million dollars. And I'm betting on Arne Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Because if you look at it, the way you have to look at it, they're the world champions. They're the best there is. And brother, they can take it just like Ric Flair. And they can give it out. So tomorrow night, New York, get ready. Because girls, after it's all over, remember, none of you can ever be first. But there's a whole bunch of you out there that might be next. Ha <laughs> ha! Watch, watch. Right. The world heavyweight champion.
That broad? Yeah. Her eyes don't leave and watch play it. Rick Flair and JJ. Look at her. She's under the she Watch. Right after this. She was the world heavyweight champion. She, that broad to the left of David Crockett, is mesmerized. Yes. How do you think she took it when Brent Nates told her that she wasn't grade A quality for the horseman? She is. She's thinking, I'm looking at a fucking superstar. Mm -hmm. He can get me out of this town. (laughs) He can get me out of Richmond. I don't have to go to the University of fucking Richmond and and be a spider anymore. Mm, that's a good Dude, call. She, if you watch it in motion, the the she's in a trance. Mm-hmm. Look, look at her. She look at look her. at her. Holy shit! She almost looks sure, crazy. I'm pretty sure I would have been too, though. No, yeah, bro. but you're not abroad. You're a yeah. child back then, though. Oh yeah, l- l- bro. She is in a trance, staring at him. Holy shit. Okay. What's um, up, girl? Harper, thoughts on the promo, if not the broad? Anything you got from Rick right there as he's trying I mean, to talk he, the people into the building? Just, yeah, he's just trying to talk into the building and, and trying to get you to go, Mama! Mama! Mama, how much how much does, does this cost? Too much, Christopher. Uh... <laughs> Doc, like Doc said earlier, uh, he couldn't even get you know, Mama, I didn't parents. tell you how much. I know, sweetie. No, no, Doc, this is what happened in your house. Can we... And you didn't even get past... Can we... Yeah. The, 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 the first syllable of we came out, and, and it was over. Yeah, it was a wrap. Yeah. Why Doc, any thoughts? Doc, any thoughts on the promo? Uh, Poor Rick, man. You got to think he knows the shambles this promotion is in, and he's trying his best to get this thing... He's trying to talk up everybody's angle. He's trying to get it all going. But I really like it when he said I, he's going to get out there and beat up Hawk all by himself. And, boy, that was a long match. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He, so, nobody thought it was longer than Hawk. <laughs> uh, we will talk We talk a lot about that in, the, uh, in the, the Patreon special that we did on it. So we'll keep going. We got the Sheep Herders. They defeat Larry Stevens and Trent Knight. And then we go to uh, the Royal Warriors who cut a promo. Um. I hadn't planned on playing it, but I'll ask you guys if you want, but it's meat and potatoes for me right there. I thought, um, I thought, you know, I thought it was fine, uh, but I don't know if any of us thought Hawk was going to win the world title. Doc, what did you have from it? Not a chance. Yeah. I mean, it you, was... you were hoping. <laughs> yeah, but you just, we knew it. Well, there was, yeah. no way. um, it just wasn't happening. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc or Hopper? No. Nah. All right. Again, it was good. It just your standard promo. Um, then we go to Stan Lane and Dick Murdoch are tagging as we watch them come into the ring. And they. Go ahead. I got a timestamp. Oh, Uh-oh. what you got? 3719. 3719. Stan does. Uh, the guy, his the, the a black dude tries to come in to, to kind of, you know get involved and stand and a ref uh, backs a guy up and stand does like the, like the Akeem black guy dance. Like Uh-oh. he's like, he's taunting them. All right. So I'm Let at get in- <laughs> now. Let me get in front of this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see. So we're at 37, 15 and play. 
<laughs> he did it. He just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah but that looked like end. the dance he did on that Memphis show. Like, you know, in 83, we just watched. Yeah, he was starting to do it, and then they cut away. Damn. <laughs> and Murdoch yeah. is going nuts on the outside, and you can hear Corny right before he does. Do anything you want, but don't break that camera. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I got an insane. audio time. I got an audio time stamp for thirty nine fifty five. Thirty nine fifty five. Let's go to that now. Um, I did not say that this is Murdoch and Stan Lane are wrestling Andrew Bellamy and Stan Cruz. You said thirty nine. What Doc? Fifty five. All right, so let's turn it up. I'm at 39.52. See what we got here. Weeks of basketball, brother. All right, that's real funny. Murdoch is going off the deep end. Yeah, yeah he's, he's nuts. He needs. Yeah. You... 39.50. Because there's a brother that just gets piled er, here, so. All right. Nice looking pile drive, man. I mean, a uh, super crane, uh, bus. crane buster. Yeah. Give him an objective. You can tell him what to do, but you can't tell him his methods. He's going to do it any way he sees fit. As a matter of fact, sometimes he don't even see very fit. Sometimes he don't know where he is. This guy right here, Ralph Bellamy, what's his name? He don't know where he is right now with that brain buster. I'll tell you this. What do you get when you cross Ralph Bellamy with a groundhog? Six more weeks of basketball, brother. That's nice. All right. That's real funny. Murdoch is going off the deep end. Yeah, he's, he he's needs, nuts. He needs some help, man. He needs... <laughs> Jim Ross <laughs> did his did his did his hard body Harper imitation right there. He sure he said, did. He said that's real funny. He, said, he might as well have said that's classy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! We got to get that again. Hold on. That that was that was too good. Here it is. Sometimes you don't know where he is. This guy right here, Ralph Bellamy. What's his name? He don't know where he is right now with that brain buster. I'll tell you this. What do you get when you cross Ralph Bellamy with a groundhog? Six more weeks of basketball, brother. All right, that's real funny. Murdoch is going off the deep end. Yeah, he's, he's, he's nuts. He needs some help. Jay Hart may as well have said that's real classy or that's nice. <laughs> and so we think here. Look at Stan dancing there. Uh, we Jesus think that Bobby Christ. Eaton was out due to having a, his wife having a baby here. Oh, look at that dancing, pal. Look at that. The little <laughs> <laughs> Giving the ladies what they need. <laughs> right. Stan it was, was like a, a front ball. moonwalk. Yes. That was that was that was funny, man. <laughs> I love JR. That's funny. All right. Uh, Real fun. Harper, any other thoughts from that match? No. All right. Uh, Doc, what about you? He must have put himself on mute because a kid just... No, I said no. Oh, okay. All right. I'm well, good. Let's, let's go to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, right now, who's out there looking like the people with his U.S. title. Here it is. That's right. He is the legend. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. United States heavyweight champion. Dusty, we just saw a man in the ring. Dick Murdoch, they, there is a bounty on you, and he wants to collect it. Well, you know, David, all my life, everybody that's tuned in on the television throughout this country, I've seen Dusty Rhodes in wrestling matches. They see me in some of the baddest feuds in the history of the wrestling ring. And it comes to mind, Dick Murdoch now want to take a bounty out on me and my super partner, Nikita Koloff. I'm not hard to find. But the thing that's on my mind is the ball night. A half a million dollars. Rick Flash said it well, the baddest of the bad. 
the baddest, meanest group of men ever in one ring, one cage, by themselves for half a million dollars. And there's one thing, Animal, that sets me apart from everybody else. And that is, I have won two of them. I am the baddest of the bad. I am the bull of the woods. I am the bunkhouse stampede champion. And if you're in California, if you're in Las Vegas, or you're in Sioux City, Iowa, you get your cable systems and you hook it up because you can see it live as it happens. And before going into these things, I knew that this one was going to be harder because I took a wild card bird, if you will, a Minnesota Viking bird, if you will. They say, I backed in this year. Well, I backed in, but I'm going to walk out frontwards, daddy, because in my neighborhood, the whole housing project alone wasn't worth a half a million dollars. My daddy alone, God rest his soul, never made a half a million dollars. And by God, tomorrow night in Nassau Coliseum, throughout this country, and the National Residence, Dusty Rhodes, is going to give you 110% because I am the defending champion. You got to throw me over the top. You got to throw me out the door before you can call yourself the bull of the world, the baddest of the bad. And Dusty Rhodes is feeling better than he's ever felt, baby. So no friends, only foes. So everybody look out for their own self. It's going to take a mighty big man to take the title of the bull of the woods, the king of the bunkhouse stampede from Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. And it ain't going to happen in Dick Murdoch. You come for me anytime, day or night. My door's always open for big bad men like you. Because Dusty Rhodes is one thing. He's a true blue American patriot. The American dream lives. And now, the third Buckhouse Stampede is on my doorstep. Thank you, David. Thank you. Remember, that's tomorrow night, Nassau Coliseum. The Did y'all hear that uh, derogatory term at the end? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me go back. Y'all got to hear it. Listen to the, listen to the crowd. Open for big bad men like you. Dusty Rhodes is one thing. He's a true blue American. Y'all can't hear that F word in the background? The chant? Mag, maggot. Maggot. Except it's with a F. Who are they saying that to? Dusty? I, no. I, Paul Jones and Warlord and Barbarian and Ivan are, are, are next up. And then... In the match, it's uh, the next match after that is Arn Anderson and against George South. I, I don't know who they're yelling at. You can't see who's in the ring, but oh, that, that's I, nice. That's, that's what it sounded like they were saying. Unless they're yelling at Corny from the previous match. Anyway, maybe that's where Lars got it from. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, uh, Harper, any thoughts on Dusty? There, all he's doing to me is promoting it and saying he's going to win yeah. a million and trying to get it, people to buy the pay per view. I did like how he says, uh, I may have backed in, but I'm going to walk out this motherfucker. <laughs> he kind of did back in. He was the last yeah. one, but yeah. Um, Doc, are you there, or did you step away? I, I'm I'm right here, pal. Remember back then, having a wild card in the NFL was kind of like there was a stigma attached to it. Like, you didn't really earn it. Man, fuck that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, we're in the we're in the playoffs, pal. I don't care how we got there. Yeah, pretty true. Seriously. Hey, I, it would have been it. funny if he just broke kayfabe and said, "You know, baby, I think I just booked myself to win this thing tomorrow night." <laughs> <laughs> U.S. champion, and I'm booking myself to win. There you go. We love you, Dusty. It might be good to be the king, baby, but it's better to have the pencil, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Doc? The warlord's gotten bigger from last week. He fucking looks it, man. (laughs) Dude, that dude makes... Well, he doesn't make Barbarian look small, but it's just like... He's just jacked. Well, Ivan's disappeared. Right. I heard him talking. I'm like, where is he? <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. What are you saying? No, he's gone, man. He's just poking out over these mountains. <laughs> he's literally look at him. He's just standing behind Warlord. All you can see is the, you know, eighty percent of his head, and that's it. Other than that, yeah, I don't have anything from the promo. Did you? Oh no, I don't give a shit about what they're saying. All right, so Arn Anderson then is in the ring, and he defeats George South. Arn shakes George's hand before the match as they adhere to the Ring of Honor Code of Honor. Doc, any thoughts from Arn and George South there? Yeah, a couple of things. I thought it's fantastic when Arn has just a few strands of hair up there, but he goes to the ref and says he got his hair pulled. It's great. Yep. At the beginning, good, mm-hmm. good heel tactics. And I thought this was a good match. Obviously, you would expect these two to put on a good match. But I also really liked that Arn won with the Gourd Buster, even though he's been using the Spine Buster lately. It just shows he can win matches in different ways. So I like that. Hopper, any thoughts from you? It was a good match. Yeah. It was George fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So after that, we then go to Arn and JJ. They get to it. And we'll see what these two have to say. There was the there was the they replayed the finish right there, Doc. Mm-hmm. Gourd Buster. It's a gourd. Yeah. It's a gourd Buster. Yeah. Yeah. No. South goes up real good and plants him. It's just a gourd but I Buster. I agree. There is something to uh, winning in more than a way. Look at Tommy Young actually sell it too. He's like, ooh, that looked like uh, that shit hurt. Yeah, for real. All right, let's go to Arn and JJ. Here they are. All right, JJ, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, one of the world tag team champions. Listen, you've got a team that's outstanding. Well, tell me something that I don't already know. I know they're outstanding, but now I'm looking for the financial rewards, and that's where tomorrow in Nassau becomes critical because I don't care what your financial status is, where you are in life, when you talk about $500,000, simply that's a half a million. And even in my tax category, a half million dollars is going to get my attention. And the horsemen, one problem we don't have is worrying about how we're going to divide the money. Because when you get into figures like that, there's plenty for everybody. Double A tomorrow night. I can't see how we can miss. Well, JJ, your word is gold. But the one thing I want to tell you people, I want to tell you something you already know, David Crockett. Lex Luger is a hell of a man. I'll bet it is for Lex Luger all over this town. All over this country, all over this state. What I find to be true, Luger, is you're a hungry man. You got all the gifts. You got talent. You got desire. You got the guts. You got the body. You got the genetics. The thing you do not have, Luger, the one thing you do not have 
to do this business to make you a superstar is you have relationships. I have relationships. Blake, J.J. Dillon, Tony Blanchard, Rick Flair, myself. What we are, Lou, something we always try to preach to you. We are no greater than the sum of our parts. And tomorrow night in the Buckhouse Stampede, we're button heads with the best. You're talking about the very best. You're talking about Dusty Rhodes. You're talking about Animal. You're talking about the Warlord. You're talking about the Barbarian. You're talking about Tony Blanchard and myself, Luger. Rest assured of one thing, my friend. You got my attention. You got my respect. Jim Crockett pays you a large amount of money because you're a fine quality tune athlete. But the bottom line is, Luke, he has no idea what kind of athlete uh, you are unless he's got something to compare you to. And myself, Tony Blanchard, Rick Flair, J.J. Dillon, are the measuring sticks, gentlemen. Rest assured, we're not the biggest, we're not the strongest, while you're bitch pressing. By God, we're winning all the money. Ladies and gentlemen, may that's tomorrow night, the Buckhouse Stampede. Well, Orn was pretty damn good as usual. Doc, what do you have? I actually thought Orn struggled a bit there. I thought he was stumbling over words, and, and it's Orn. So again, let's don't let's don't overreact. But that wasn't, in my opinion, his best promo there. Harper, what about you? Uh, I like what he said. You know, we have fucking relationships. That just sounds true. like some, that sounds like a fucking corporate environment, though, man. They have relationships. I like when he said, "We ain't the biggest, we're not the strongest." While you're bench pressing, we're winning all the money. Bitches. I thought. I thought that was. He was like, "Yeah, you take your muscles and you can shove them, pal." Right down, pal. You think the muscles do something for you? Uh, He's so vascular. Right. Um. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, after that, defeats Gene Ligon. Wasn't too bad. Um, I mean, give him some chin nuts and whatnot. But, uh, Doc, anything from it? Uh, No. He called him Ralph Bellamy at the beginning, but that's okay. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Harper, anything from the match? No. I got to play this next one just for the simple fact that Stan is a shithead. Yeah. Look at this. What is he wearing? Is that New York in pink? Yeah, not that he says anything. He just look at him. He's a he is he is a goofball. Um, I'm starting to wonder if Jimmy Del Rey watched these episodes and was like, "I'm just gonna be kind of like Stan, but I'm gonna turn it up a notch in Smoky Mountain." Because up the sleaze, up the sleaze factor. <laughs> that's exactly what I was trying to say. But let's go to the promo now. And uh, again, Stan's got a pink jacket on with a New York on it, and he's got glasses on, and he just looks like a shithead. And uh, let's let's go to the promo. Here it is. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet Stan Lane, one half of the United States Tag Team Look Champions. Jim Cornette, the leader, and the bounty hunter, Dick Murdoch. You wasted enough of our time? Okay, let me say something. Sweet Stan's going to be in Nassau Coliseum tomorrow night. Dick Murdoch's going to be in Orlando, Florida tomorrow night. Beautiful Bobby's going to be in Nassau Coliseum tomorrow night. Everything is going on. These men got more ways to beat you than the IRS. But, you know, you know, I said, Dick, let me ask you a question. I said, I, I know Mama said she's going to pay all your expenses while you're out on the road trying to collect the bounty, but... I, there's a couple of things I find it hard to explain to her. Two cases of chewing tobacco, $47, five pounds of beef jerky, 875 
Liquor store, 122 bucks. The Crystal Pistol Saloon, $274.39. My ranch hands were a little thirsty. You can't be doing that. I'm, I'm having a hard time pushing this through to mama, but don't worry. We love you. We believe in you. You're doing a heck of a job. So as long as you get the job done, and I know that's what you do best, we're going to take care of you, brother, and $50,000 on Dusty Roads. And let me tell you this. Nikita Koloff, this man's been on your tail for a while. You won't give him a TV title match because I told you he was going to be the one to win it. So I'm going to say this, February 6th in Charlotte, North Carolina, after that Texas barbed wire match with Dick Murdoch, brand new barbed wire all around those ropes. Nikita Koloff, you're going to be out of the way. You ain't going to be able to run in like the cavalry whenever Dusty Rhodes gets in trouble. And then, Dusty Rhodes, this man right here, I told you, he's out of control. I can tell him what I want done, but I can't tell him how to do it. The methods are his, and you know just how dirty and how stinking bad he can be. And Dick, like I said, I'm not going to try to tell you how to do it. All I want you to do is do it. You know, David, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be associated with the Midnight Express. We stand at beautiful Bobby and Mr. Jim Cornette and his lovely, beautiful mama up here in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, let's get one thing straight. Tomorrow night in Orlando, Florida, Ronnie Garvin, you're going to be history. And then, you know, I'm not liking that match at all, at all, in Charlotte on February the 6th, the Bob Wire match. Look at this. Can you see the goose pimples? Can you see that, David Crockett? When I stand up here and talk about it, I speak the truth. But let me tell you something, Nikita Koloff. Every day in the great state of Texas, every day I start working with that stuff. I stretch that bob bar. I got my Ford diesel pickup truck out there, and I'm stretching that bob bar that come along. And I know exactly what can happen to a human being if that stuff pops. I know exactly I can wrap around a person, slice him up like lunch meat. But let me tell you something, Nikita Koloff. One thing this man's not afraid of, and that is his own shadow. So come short in February the 6th, Greensboro the 30th, Los Angeles, Albuquerque, and all ports west, even in the ocean. The Midnight Express, Mr. Jim Cornette, and the body hunter Dick Murdoch's going to take care of Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Cola, and Ronnie Garvin. Let me say one other thing. you got a lot of people standing up here saying how tough they are. A lot of them saying they can't be beat. Well, let me tell you something. It takes a good man to beat this team, but it don't take them long. And I'll guarantee you another thing. $75,000. Make sure your mama's got the money. She's got the money. 50 on Dusty Rose. Just remember that. That's the big one. The 25. Anybody. Just get rid of everybody that's our enemies. And brother, like I said, he's going to be down here tomorrow in Orlando. Just like the main tag repairman. It could be you and Jimmy Crockett getting rid of our enemies. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next for the Western States Heritage Championship, the challenger Tully Blanchard, one of the four horsemen, and the champion, Barry Windham. All right, Doc, any thoughts from Corny, Murdoch, and Stan right there? Stan doesn't say a word, but he was entertaining me. Is he on mute or what? I thought you went to Harper. What? I said Doc. I said Doc. Oh, you said Doc. Oh, does anybody wonder what 200 and whatever dollars gets you down at the Crystal Pistol? What? I don't know. (laughs) That was a real place. I Googled it. Of course it was. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Hoffer. What 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 was it? What kind of place was it? It was a it was a a dance hall in uh in Amarillo, Texas, on uh, Route sixty six. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the filth up in that slumbuck? Roberta would give you a reach around while she tosses your salad. That's nice. What do you think the broads look like up in that place? Tough. Like- like the chick uh, from fucking Urban Cowboy. 
but like a but but but, but, but real like they yeah. lived that life right sissy, <laughs> sissy but if they had to live that way right get in the truck sissy <laughs> i ain't gonna <laughs> that movie is so truck, great sissy. that's I a great movie it is crazy it's like it's like when you watch it now it's like he's an asshole but like he's the hero, John Travolta. He's fucking because they came because they came up on an even bigger asshole, which was Scott Glenn. Yeah, the fucking ex-con. Yeah. Well, I mean that was kind of like everything in the old days. I mean, you know the the episode where Magnum kisses Baby Doll mm. and basically rips her freaking shirt. That's he's true, baby huh? Face. She likes it. She likes it. And yeah, and then the freaking <laughs> baby face announcers going. She likes it. She likes it. She likes it. She likes it. Like she's Doc's seven-year-old little Latrell. I, it was a different world back then, you know? Yeah, it was. Any other thoughts on Corny, Murdoch, and Stan Lane, Hopper? No. Man, I, right. But he did say you could get, he spent $8 on five pounds of beef jerky. That sounds like a hell of a deal. Yeah, that's, that's a that's hell fucking of a deal chewy. back then. That fucking chew with tobacco price sounds like that's way too much for back then. You would know. Because, I mean, well, I mean, just think how much a pack of cigarettes cost in, in fucking 1988. What, a dollar? What dollar right. cost? Dollar 75? Right. At the most? Yeah. So, a can of chew is probably the same thing. Yeah, so he must have been getting top grade chew or something. Right. <laughs> that price. So here's a question. If uh, I worked at a grocery store and I remember like a, a carton of cigarettes costing like 20 bucks. Right. Um, That's what I'm saying. Now, now, this is in the 90s, but my question is, I'm, I'm just curious because I ain't got a clue. What does a pack of cigarettes cost in 2019 and what does a carton cost? A pack is like six bucks now. Huh? At least it is Fuck. here. Between six and seven, I would think. Yeah. Like, what's a carton? Well, that's Probably. 10 of them. Yeah, that's probably like 40 fucking bucks. Shit. But it's north See, of 50. Damn, really? 50 bucks for a carton of cigarettes if you smoke nowadays? God. That's just that damn it. <laughs> I used to get a carton of cigarettes for fucking Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. From, From who? who? From who? A friend of mine, Randy. <laughs> All right. Why you? Why is another man buying you Christmas gifts? <laughs> yeah, no. Huh? Why is? I think Randy listens to this show. I don't think he does. Okay, this is another Randy then, because there's a no, Randy no. In... That's the same. Yeah, it, it's the same. I, I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Harper. Been... I feel like Harper was about to say that's the same shithead. Yeah. I've been knowing Randy since I was uh, six years old. So Randy felt obligated to get you a carton every year. Yeah. What a friend, Doc. Mm. All right. Wow. I'm Let's keep in... it moving. I want to know more about Randy. <laughs> okay, well, go ask away. Uh, no, I'll save it for later. Okay. We've got a hot match in the ring. Yes, we do. We've got. First off, they did go to a Lex Luger promo, which was very short. I didn't have anything yeah, from it. They that. just kind of, yeah. And then they go to Barry versus Tully, and JR at the very start of the match mentions that Barry is the only person to hold the prestigious Western States Heritage title. 
Uh, JR, he had to chuckle a little inside when he said that, and we talked more about that uh, prestigious Western States title in the pay-per-view that we did on the bunkhouse that Barry defends on uh, during it. Uh, Tully takes control of the match when he starts working over Barry's leg and knee. Uh, they keep going to Luger, who's standing by with David Crockett for quick, like, pitching. Jesus, I do not need Lex Luger to tell me about wrestling while it's happening. Right. I get the end when he's like, I have Lex over here doing commentary. I- I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I was gonna say something, but y'all took my thunder, so that that was what I had. Now they get hey, towards you, the. You saw that what, just now. Ahead. What? Like the ref turns around and like I'll, he looks at the camera like get the fuck out my way. Hold on, let me let me rewind a little bit. It's a one hundred six eleven. Yeah, because Tommy Young slides and the camera right. is too close, and you can't see Tommy Young, but Tommy Young is like, dude, His move. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder if Saeed's ever had to do that at Wildcat, kick the cameraman. No. I don't know. He's just trying to make sure he gets the three count right and doesn't fuck up the finish, right? Well, poor old Saeed. It happens, right, bro? Okay. He's, he's fuck a Palestinian, you know? <laughs> okay. Mm. What does that happen? Never mind. I'm just I'm saying. There. I'm not going there with Hopper. All right. So, uh, well, let me ask you a question, Doc. Did you have any notes from the crowd reaction in this thing? Did you think they were into it, not into it? What? Um, I I really <clears throat> I don't remember what the crowd did. I watched this last week. I oh, like okay. the fact that when Tully got the shoe, Barry stopped him, and you know I thought that was good. So he foiled the shoe gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really think my notes and commentary are saved for the end. Okay, so would you rather I kind of would you I rather got a I just kind of what you got, Hopper? At one ten forty, it's a sound one. All right, so let's go to. I'm at one ten thirty four. It's when they right stop now. working on his leg, yeah, and it's okay. someone in the crowd. It's uh, yelling at Barry. All right. So I'm going to hit play. It's about six seconds or seven seconds before what Hopper's talking about. Here it is. He may be counted out a 10 count right here. It looked as if Wyndham was pulling the momentum. He was controlling the tempo of the match most assuredly. But may not. Let's listen again. Some guy at ringside yells, get your ass up. Here it is. He be able to get back up. He may be counted out a 10 count right here. It looked as if Wyndham was building the momentum. He was controlling the tempo. Well, somebody's yelling at Barry to get their ass up. Now, Doc, I was going to go fast forward to the end or the finish and play that. Um, are you good with that? It says you said you had something from it. So does that sound good? Yeah, let's hit it. Yeah. Okay. So here is the finish of the match. Both men on the <laughs> wait a minute! Jay Dillon, we can ring it. Tommy, for goodness sake! I'm gonna let it play for like two minutes. You ring the bell. Dillon, ring the bell. What are you doing? Hey, Tommy! Tommy, I was standing right here. He rang that bell. Jay Dillon just grabbed the hammer. Tommy, 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 Tommy,
We did not ring the bell. J.J. Dillon rung the bell. We're going to get it. They're telling me in the truck we're going to get it back up. Now you look and see for yourself. Here's the monitor. You heard the bell, but we didn't ring it. Three minutes now. Blanchard with one straight game plan to go after it. Cody Blanchard is weary, and he is tired. He's going for the home run, but Barry Windham is right there. Windham is up there, and now Barry Windham is going to the second row. He's super clutch. That's one of his favorite moves. Let's see if he can. Can he get all the weight over? He made No, he can't do it. His leg gave way. Yeah. His he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. His leg gave way on him. Oh, we are seeing one courageous match here. But we still got, there's a, I know we got a couple minutes left here. Both men on the feet. He got him! He got him with the glory! That's his move! Hey, what do you do with JJ? 28 minutes JJ? left. 28 minutes left. JJ ring the bell! Wait, wait a minute. All right, so Doc, you were saying you 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 were laughing. You want to talk about what the people who are listening can't see? JJ rang the bell before the actual bell was supposed to be rung, and um, he he just looked like the criminal that stole something and then walked off like I ain't do shit. Doc, what you got? <laughs> Man, JJ was fantastic, and then he comes in and hit Wyndham with his shoe, and the horsemen are in. But, yeah, man, he was so egregious that, like, Tony and JR and Lex are like, no, 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 he's cheating. But that shit was fantastic. JJ was amazing. People are throwing shit in the ring now, and the horsemen are all over him. And yeah, and, Rick, and Rick's about to offer uh, Barry the chance of a lifetime here by hitting Luger. And Barry uh, turns it down at this point. Hopper, what did you have from the finish in JJ shenanigans where he rang the bell? Oh, there's early? a fan. Yes. Um, yeah, I was the thinking. Bef- the, the, I was like, wait, out of all the shit that's been happening, this is the first time the ref's like, hold on. Let's take a look at this fucking video <laughs> and see what the fuck's going on here. Bill Watts will tell you, man, you can't do instant replay. Yeah. <laughs> Instant replay doesn't happen. You're right. Um, I just thought, so the question. Here comes to uh, Mark. Well, yeah, real quick, though, before we go to that again, J.J., was he not tremendous right there, the way he rang J.J. The was all the way through was just a, a champion. I'm stealing yeah. that shit. You're, <laughs> That's you, a great gimmick. You really gimmick. need to steal it. I mean, we, we can't get you to do the ether. Um. You really got to steal it. You really got it. Because that's, that's phenomenal. When you think about it, you know, your guy's about to get pinned and you ring the bell, you know, and like. Tyler Mitchell. Right. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I, show me some video and nobody can provide video. And yeah, good stuff. All right. So Harper and Doc were alluding to a fan who tries to come in the ring. So uh, we're watching it now. And Rick tries to get Barry to to become or, or to double up on Luger. And a fan rolls into the ring and Arn walks over and punts the guy. Arn and runs Arn, over. And then JJ's getting his licks in. Uh, they've got the guy. The cops finally pull him out. I, I actually think after Arn kind of went over there and kicked him, 
he was kind of kind to the guy and kind of just left him laying yeah. there until the cops. But what you got to know is what that first kick did to him. He he may have felt a couple of ribs cave in. Yeah, because he, he literally came with the punt maneuver. Um, From there, the horsemen continue working over Barry um, and Lex, and then Sting comes out and makes a save, and I'm sure that made Doc very happy. Dude, um, Sting and Luger riding high. We've got a chaotic situation here. Basically, that's exactly what happened. Um, they go to commercial and then they come back, and then they're about to show Barry the footage. Hold on one second. Let me um, let me stop the Patreon video, and then I got to restart it because we're at the time limit for the first one. Hey, have you while you're doing that? Have you heard the news that Zion actually hasn't gotten a, an agent, so he could just go back in the to Duke for another year? Yes. I, Let's talk about that in the close. I actually heard something, two other things related to that. So uh, we shall see. And that's why I said, told you yesterday, I wasn't, I wasn't getting my hopes up. So there you go. Uh, makes sense. So just like, uh, back- just like when mo- your mom told you that your dad was coming to pick you up to d- hang out with you for the day. And then you just sat at the window staring. You have to be uh, all the time. <laughs> he would get excited like he would fucking see the headlights and he'll see a car and, and it would just keep on going. Poor old Mike. Mm. <laughs> Are y'all finished? What? Just curious. I'm just curious. Y'all finished? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So like I was saying, they go to commercial and then they come back and they show Barry the footage um to 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 burn some of the rest of the TV time so Barry can see JJ ring the bell. They then re-air the four horsemen attacking Luger and Barry, so all that gets re-aired. Um, no need for us to kind of rehash that again. They I think they're just kind of filling up TV time at that point. And then they do go to uh, another promo where it's Barry and Luger. This is the last promo, and this is kind of how they go off air. So let me go ahead and play it, and you'll see what goes down. Here it is. Okay, there was Barry. We saw how it happened, and Lex Luger was here with some commentary. I know, Lex, and it was nothing but pandemonium with the horsemen coming in. You know, Barry, well, I've got to start sometime, so I'm going to start right here with you. I made a mistake, and with the ball from the bottom of my heart, if I'm ever there to lend you a hand, I'm going to be there for you, brother. I called you my friend before, and I'll say it again. I'll tell you what, you and I can help each other out. And I know right now, a ferry, for instance, in Charlotte, on Saturday, February the 6th, I've seen the contract sitting on Jim Crockett's desk, and you don't have a tag team partner for a match against Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. And I'll just tell you what right now, from my heart, and I knew this would happen someday, I knew that you'd come around, because I know it in my heart, I'll be your partner anytime. And if they'll get those contracts down there, I'll be down there Monday morning to sign them. Oh, oh I'll tell you Rick, something. That is history right there. For the first time, Rick Flair, Lex Luger in the same ring, and those two men together, the Charlotte Coliseum on February 6th. Uh, it's going to be history in the uh, making, and I want to tell you something. I have been around a lot of exciting wrestling programs. I have never seen anything we had. I mean, pandemonium was an understatement. Brawls in and out of the ring. We still don't know what the decision. We hope to find out. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, for weeks to come, as will you for several weeks. The instant replay used for the first time in in wrestling history, Tony. It came into being. The instant replay, Tommy Young came right down here, and we found out that 
Barry Windham and Lex Luger, hands clasped, will be together. The Charlotte Coliseum on February 6th. It's going to be an exciting tag team event. It's going to be a great round. All right, they're getting ready to go off air, but that's basically how the show ends. But uh, all of a sudden now we can use instant replay, Hopper. Yeah, really? The Saints could have used fucking mm. Tommy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Maybe y'all uh, should sue the league so that they could replay that game. Yeah. Wow, God, I got so tired of hearing that. I'm still in Game of Thrones so they could redo uh, Sunday's oh, episode. God, so by the time this <laughs> airs, the finale would have aired, but the Game of Thrones fans turned into wrestling fans. Two Sunday nights ago, from the time this aired, uh, the 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 second episode from the season finale. I, I, bro, my wife was in here. She was literally talking about it like a wrestling analyst. She she was fed up with it. I Did think you, they just, you? I think they just said we fucking ran out of time, and they're like, oh, "Fuck it, small package, we're going home." Because the way they just they because the way they killed people off so easily and. They just said, fuck it, go home. Bruh, there's an online petition that started fans demanding the remake of this entire season. People got too much say in the creative. You ain't Hulk Hogan, pal. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? <laughs> that's, anyway. not how I, I, that's not how I would have ended The Sopranos, but you know what? I dust myself off. I got out. I went to work the next day. These people need to get some fucking lives. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like how how they killed off your girl and fucking Jamie. How they just had that little fucking rant, rant, fucking death. But it's it's you know, all right. What fuck am I oh, gonna you, do? Right, he saw you talking about Game of Thrones. How? Um, yeah, it's the, just yeah. It, how it is what it is. Jamie died. It is what it is. But okay, so a, a program that we all did see as we're getting to the end of Saturday night here, and we do have some time. We've never talked about the finish of the Sopranos, it, the three of us. I, I, it wasn't, to me, the best finish ever on TV by far. It was kind of, I don't know, man. I, I wasn't it watching when it happened. But, um, yeah, it definitely left you hanging. But, Doc, you never, you, you said it. If you don't like it, just move on. It it, it was what it was. The way, it was I, show. the way I would have ended it, and I said this well in advance of it happening, because I was a fan of the show when it was on. Was he would have had some major shit going on, and they did. But it would have ended with he would have walked down the driveway in his robe and picked up the paper, looked at it, and turned around and headed back up into his house and closed the door, and that's it, because that's his life. We got to see into a small piece of it, but this is what he does every day. So you don't think he should have died at the end? No. Okay. Do you think he died at the end? Yes. Yeah. I do too. Uh, Harper, you think he died at the end when he went to black? Yeah. I think the whole moral of the story is it's it's at the end of the day, it's just it's not worth it because it seems like all those mafia shit, like they all start off hot. You know, like you know, they get all the women, the drugs, and money, and then what happens at the end? Everybody blows it every time. Right. Everyone fucks it up. Everyone gets killed, or they go to jail. And I think that's the moral of the story. Is but and he said it. He said it in Melfi's office too many times. There's only two ways out for a guy like me. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, I agree, and that, that's what I'm saying. I, but so y'all were watching it real time. Um, uh huh. I watched was, the night of, a, and at, at first I thought my fucking cable went out. Well, according <laughs> to what I read, like millions of people thought the same thing. It is what it is, though. You know, I I, I wasn't um. So were you ready to boycott HBO because it finished? No, I was disappointed. I was I was disappointed, and then I remembered that my life had other things in it, and I went and did something else. Because I was talking to Brian Fury before the before Game of Thrones season started, because he's a big Thrones fan, Harper, and and he was like, I, I made a joke. I said people aren't gonna like the way this season finishes, and I said they're gonna be boycotting HBO. There's gonna be hashtag boycott HBO over it, and I was just joking. And then after Sunday night, I was like, holy shit, people are really pissed off. And the whole time that dragon was burning that city down, I was just laughing. I thought it was funny. I was like, holy shit, she's torching this bitch. My wife actually, I said, I heard there was a heel turn on your show, and she goes, that's exactly what this shit was. <laughs> you saw. Uh... Aaron Rodgers was like one of the fucking uh, peasants. Extras. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I didn't, I was still trying to figure out if that was really him or is somebody just said that. Oh, the yeah. He was too busy letting his girl get bought, Danica Patrick get bought drinks at a damn basketball game. All right. Very good. Let's get back to Saturday night. Um, don't boycott HBO people. It's just a TV show. Don't get so upset over it. Uh, but if you are upset, I mean, hey, you know, everybody's got a prerogative. Doc, we went through the end right there. Any other thoughts on this episode before we rate it and hand out a Rolex? No, sir. Okay. So uh, what are you rating it, Doc? It's a go-home show to the bunkhouse, remember. It is, and I wish the bunkhouse would have been this good. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> oof, I don't know. I would say that this was a... Uh, B, B plus. Okay. Harbor, what do you say? It's an A. All right. I think I'm going to go with a B plus as well. Nothing bad, nothing wrong with a B plus. <laughs> Hell, how many times in your life would you have taken that and run with it? Yeah, really. I mean, McNeese. we're. You, you can even like, get to McNeese. That's nice, Doc. Uh, yeah, we saw your pictures. That's nice. Thanks, Hopper. Appreciate well, it. Uh, B plus. Great. B, B plus. As sure as Jim Ross said in this episode when Corny went off and said what he said, that's real funny. And he kept moving. Sasha was standing there looking. Sasha was standing there looking at him on graduation day, like it was easier to give birth than it was to drag your ass through college. That's nice. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I just know what she has. To, I know what she has to put up with with you. Great, did y'all? Great. That's great. Did y'all fly there? Or y'all drove? Nah, Thanks, man. Bro. I, I never. Uh, I rarely, rarely fly to New Orleans. It's gotta oh. be. Yeah, I almost always drive when I when I go. Yes. I mean, because it ain't that far. But the older I get, the more I don't want to sit in a car either for that long. Which is fuck. I looked on a map from here to Dallas, bro. Fuck that. I mean, it ain't terrible. It's not like from driving, you know, from New Orleans to Disney World. It's not that bad, but... Fuck, they had a couple of other guys drove from here to fucking uh, Tulsa for a fucking wrestling show over the weekend. I said, y'all are fucking crazy. They're like, you want to go? I was like, is that a serious fucking question? (laughs) 
He would have never made it in Watts' territory. Well, if I was getting paid, would would they paying Watts? I would go. Well, Watts right. wasn't paying gonna pay you what he was paying him. Ugh. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a haul because Tulsa from Tulsa where we're at mm. Doc, is a yeah is a ride. So Tulsa, yeah, fuck. I know, to New huh? Orleans. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Living a dream, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to do some Rolexes. I, I got to get a Rolex to JJ for ringing that bell at the end. <laughs> You know what that reminded me of at the end, Doc, when J.J. rang the bell? Please tell us. Remember in early Smoky Mountain when Ron Wright gave, like, yes. dodge? Yes, and rolled away, and he rolled away. <laughs> <laughs> That's like episode four or five. It was like... He, the Russian. He, yeah, he, he, um... I actually think he gave, like, the brass knucks. I think it was Dutch and Primetime Brian Lee were in a match. And Ron Wright is at ringside, and they're in Morristown. Uh, high school. They're at Morristown, Tennessee at Morristown High School. And Ron is at ringside in the, in the wheelchair and he he gives the brass knucks to Dutch and then you literally see the camera pan over to him and he's 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 in that wheelchair and he just does the little roll away motion. It, and it was like he's rolling away from the scene of the crime and Bob Cottle makes mention, oh, look at him, he's getting away. It, that's what J.J. reminded me of right there when he rang that bell and then skipped over to the side to make it look like he didn't do anything. Mm. It, I, so J.J.'s getting the, the Rolex for me. Who are you giving it to, Doc? There's, there wasn't a single question in my mind after I saw that that, that that J.J. was walking away with a with a nice timepiece for his horn. Jeez, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Harper, what about you? It's got to be J.J., yeah, I don't fucking, know. Fucking using his shoe. Right. Right. Just really good stuff. So uh two B pluses, one A, and then JJ Rolex for his wrist. He's getting a nice little timepiece this episode. So there you have it. Uh Doc, you were about to start saying something about Zion. Give me a minute first. Remember everyone, use your Amazon referral link or ours at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It's a great way to support this show. You're not spending anything extra. You're only spending what you're spending money on on Amazon. You can use it to buy anything and everything from there. Uh, again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. It's a great way to support this show. And then remember... If you want the pay-per-view, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon, BTT, $5 tier. Doc and I did a Memphis show recently, ECW show, AWA show, bunch of extra shows going up at the $5 tier, along with the Jim Crocker Promotions first pay-per-view with the Bunkhouse Stampede that will be up when this airs by the next day on our Patreon feed. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon, BTT. What were you about to say about Zion, Doc? Well, there's there's the scuttle now that he could just say, you know what? The Big Easy can snack on a dig. I'm going back to college because he hasn't hired an agent. So I don't think I don't think most people know know this about you, but Mike Mike is a is a basketball fan, but he's struggling right now because he hates basketball. Is that, is that is that a fair assessment? I don't hate basketball. I hate the NBA. I think the NBA is a is a shit show. Okay. So you're on Kevin Durant. You're down on the Warriors. You hate oh, he's everything. A pussy. He's a pussy. Right. See, so, so here we That's go. Nice. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That guy. <laughs> right. 
All that right. guy is the epitome of I can't do anything on my own, so let me go join a, a team that's already great. And he and needs you know, to be ashamed of himself because he's a terrible worker. You know why he's a terrible worker? Because that some bitch went to a team that was already a champion. They won seventy three goddamn games, and he lost in the finals. He that he he lost all credit that he could ever have for being a great player because of that. So this is so Army. How many people does you ever hear Milk Toast Mike ever cut a promo on besides me? So that tells you right there, he really is shoot worked <laughs> up on this. And he has been for a while. I mean, last year during the playoffs, it was, I hope the plane goes down that's for the, nice. for the, really, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I would say about the Eagles and they deserve it, but whatever. So I just want to know what would, I mean, as much as your dark, cold heart has turned on the NBA, I know you because you've been a sports fan your whole life. You got that little flicker, and you're trying real hard to not let it in. <laughs> you're trying real hard to not – man, fuck, I can't get excited. This is some bullshit because uh, I've seen this shit before. But you know if there is a way back, this is it. And there's a wrestling – there's a wrestling Mark's heart deep down in there. What would Zion going back to do due to that flicker in your heart? Hold on. Let me take a couple of somas real quick um, to, to to drown his pain. No, seriously. Um, no, I, let me ask Hopper. Did, did they get uh, you to buy in because they got the number one pick? Are you all of a sudden like, yeah, let's see what happens? Or are you kind of like, just like, man, I don't know about this shit. I just want to see him sign a fucking agent because – what I heard was he wouldn't go back to Duke, but he, he would play for the U.S. national team. Damn. Well, and then did, I heard did his, he's considering... did his mom go to New Orleans and get raped one weekend? What the hell? Well, I mean, that's what then... I heard on uh, a Colin, uh, what's his uh, co-herd, where the fuck Colin. his name is. Why are you yeah. listening to that bullshit? He he kept saying that if he was, that uh, there's a good chance. Well, not it's just, you know, it's all of. Their fucking personalities, but uh, he, he was saying that uh, uh, don't be surprised if he doesn't go back to Duke. He just plays for the uh, U.S. national team. Mm. Um, Doc, and, you... and then he comes back next year as a number one. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen because the that is a not a good situation for the league and their partners, if you get my drift, the corporate partners to be in. And if that was going to happen, they would have worked it. So they just gave it to them. There, there's something going on because otherwise, why didn't the Knicks or the Lakers just get the pick? I don't know. That's just crazy, huh? There was a 6% chance. Yeah, that's the same thing my team had. Six. Um. Brian Windhorst, the dude from ESPN. I know who you're talking about. He's that big. Which one's him? Fat, fat LeBron, bastard. That LeBron, it's up wow. LeBron's ass. Wow, <laughs> he's been covering LeBron since high school. But anyway, he he, he, heard he me. was he was talking about uh, the the thing that got piqued my interest was the the agents and the agencies that he could sign with, and one of them in the running. And this is what this is what popped me earlier was yeah, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. I was like. Oh, so he may sign with them, the same people who leaked that Anthony Davis wanted a trade and got this whole shit show in motion in New Orleans this past year with the damn Pelicans. So 
Excuse so my French here, didn't... but fuck all of them. So these people didn't tune in for basketball talk. What they wanted to see was the pain and desperation that your life would enter into if you win the lottery with a 6% chance. The guy looks at you and says, nah, bruh, he goes nah, back to college. You're not my type. Right. Well, and like, here's everybody that, that's... Well, I, and here's like, the other thing. He's the thing I heard is he wanted to go to New York, but what he doesn't understand and shit, I don't know I wouldn't have understood it at 19 either is you need to look at the, you need to look at the model because the truth of the matter is, is if you go down there and you breeze it up and you become the community, you can make all the money you need to make. That's, That's what, what Anthony me. Davis could have been because I that, mean, that, yeah. how many years? Is yeah, he would have had so much time to do all that community service work in the community when he's hurt. So, I mean, that'd have been great. That's what kills me. Like, that, see that? That's why I have no sympathy for these athletes. Because, you know, Davis could sign a two hundred million dollar contract, but no, he wants out to go play in L.A. for what? What reason? I don't know. Other than he's going to play with a broke down LeBron, who's I'm sorry, people. He's getting to the end of those days. Um, yeah, dude. For the time, I undefeated. think he's he's like he's like Hulk Hogan in, in fucking '95. It's just it's it, you know. But he's already done the heel turn, so he can't do that. Bro, that's I'm, true. So, I didn't had I. Th- we're gonna wrap it up like this. And I know everybody out there know NBA fan. I am burnt when it comes to the NBA. Dude, he's salty. Baron Davis every day. Baron Davis gone. Chris Paul gone. Anthony Look, Davis Chris almost Paul, gone. The I Hornets mean, gone. What do you want from me? Like I told Doc this. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're about to fool me a third time. I, I No, I'm not falling for this bullshit. Come on. How many times did you watch Mid-South UWF Wrestling think they were finally going to show the end of a match and they were like, we'll see you next week. That's different. <laughs> it's in your DNA. That's different. That's different. I have a problem with a sport that calls itself on the up and up and is real and they book shit. That's my problem because you push this off. See, we know wrestling's a work. We know television's a work. We know Game of Thrones. We know Sopranos. All that stuff is a work. Like, we know that. I have a problem with, like, basketball because now these bookers, they playing with our emotions too much. And I can't, I cannot keep going along with the stories, man. They're not going to keep breaking my heart. So I got, I got to let it go. I could tolerate the Saints and that, that nonsense. But, but, no, the NBA. That would be, no. that would be a one-two punch for the city. I got to tell you, after last football season. Yeah, I can't. So look, I'm about to enjoy Drew Brees' last year coming up, and um, but the Pelicans, y'all ain't y'all ain't pulling me in just yet. And you know what's funny? If they if he does do that, where he either goes back to Duke or goes plays for the U.S. national team, or third option, demand a trade because he doesn't want to play there and pull some weight, I'm going to be like, I told y'all so. He and better I not be get, like that. He better, not go down to, he better not go down to Cafe Dumont with his old lady for a vacation. Well, Anthony Davis is a hoe. Because talking about bleep, 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 bleep. That's all, folks. You that don't wear that shit. shit. You won't wear that shirt to the last game. You need to own it. Don't be like, well, somebody put it in my locker and I decided Yeah, bro. Yeah. Get the fuck out right. of here. Yeah. Asshole. Anyway. Um, yeah. So what? Uh, Harper, plug your shirt. Tell the people where to find the House of Harper shirt if they're not going to be at Wildcat X rated June 22nd. On, on fucking pro wrestling tees, bro. I'm booking the territory. There you go. So go, go to our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash 
uh, uh, Booking the Territory, and then Click Shop Now, and Hopper Shirt is the first one on there. It's the House of Hopper Shirt. There you go. Go check it out. Or uh, you, you're going to have shirts on June 22nd at X-Rated, right? Yeah. All right. So the BTT contingent that are going down there, Hopper will have shirts there as well. Uh, also, I want to remind everyone to uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BTT underscore podcast at Mike504Saints. Hopper is at CJ Chudot, although he's never on there. But make sure you DM him on Facebook. He loves hearing from all the lovely listeners no. out there. <laughs> That's his uh, mic. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday as they talk classic and current wrestling. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but thank you, Joe and Quinn, and thanks Crockett and Malonis for all the plugs and all the love of your shows. We appreciate it very much. I'm trying to think, Doc, am I missing anything before we get out of here? I'm tired. Me too, bro. I'm exhausted. And uh, and guess, guess what? In a day and a half, we're doing two episodes of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So there you go before we get out of here. So, Hopper, I'm done. Uh, hit the tagline, pal, and get us out of here. Book it, bitch. get out of here i want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there we appreciate your patronage and hopefully you enjoy all of our patron shows whether it's pre-shows whether it's world-class shows whether it's the extra bonus shows as far as patreon shows go like the ecw one we did and the awa one we did uh we got a couple of more that we're going to be getting recorded it's just a matter of getting them scheduled but thank you if you're a patron we really appreciate it and don't forget when you jump up to the $5 tier, you're going to be in that tier where you'll get those AWA and ECW extra shows we did, along with the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views with the Bunkhouse Stampede coming up in the next couple of weeks. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've already had the first one, but that's neither here nor there. I want to also give a special shout-out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Uh, we had a couple of new ones recently, but to name all of them, we got Coach Joey Case. I'm sorry, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mall, Ron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, who is at 
Half Pints Point on Twitter, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacob, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy, Alex, Slider91US, 91 US, excuse me, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, that's Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Uh, did I get God bold? Unreal. I don't want no heat, brother. So anyway, thank you uh, for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. Your patronage, again, means a lot. And then check out the Bottom Line Wrestling cast with Mike Pru and his buddy JV as they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are, I believe, in 1998. But if you want to go back, check out some of their episodes from 1996 and 97 on Austin. Or, again, just dive in where they are currently at. New episodes come out every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter, also at Bottom Line Cast. Thank you, everyone, for being patrons. Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. We appreciate it. Thank you for, I don't know, man, I'm just being honest here. Thank you for supporting this show because it really does mean a lot each and every, uh, you know, we put out two shows a week consistently for the free shows, and I'm just grateful that you all out there appreciate that and that our two shows come out every single week, on time, no delays. And I'm thankful to all of you who support this show and um, our patrons on Patreon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT if you're not a patron. So please sign up. Consider it. For 2 bucks a month, you get a lot. Um, for 5 bucks a month, you even get more. And, you know, there are other tiers, but that's your two basic tiers. So thank you very much. And um, that's all I got, as Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.